Here we go. First ever bonus episode. We were feeling so froggy, we decided to do two in one night. What? You ain't even know it. <laughs> that sound like word to Rocco. <laughs> so, uh, we decided we wanted to pay homage. We wanted to pay homage to... Um, I I wouldn't go as far to say it's a classic, maybe it's a, a cult, cult classic. Yeah, I was going to say cult classic. Yeah. A cult classic. You ask any black person about this movie, I almost guarantee you. They know. Yeah, they know. They know. And what movie are we talking about? The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. It came out in 85. I was about seven when it came out. And so I definitely saw it. When you turn this one on, and I shouldn't have to say this, this movie is over 30 years old, so this is not a spoiler. If you ain't see it, you just, you're just not in the know. And this is something that um, I had my kids watch with me just tonight, just so I could enjoy it again. And um, they still appreciate it today. To, to me... It still hasn't lost its luster. It still hasn't lost its luster. It, you know, it it still has a certain amount of relevance to it. It's a it's a period piece now. It was yeah. hip at the time, like like yeah. it was hip at the time. It's made in the eighties. You know, it's, it came out in eighty five. It was made by Barry Gordy, who's you know ran Motown. He was getting. He was. This is his foray into movie making, and. Um, it's heavily focused on Harlem. Yep. And that's what, I thought that was dope. I thought that was real, real dope. And just to like, cause I mean, coming up just for me, my mom introduced the movie to me too. Um, and that I, I have, the reason why I wanted to talk about this movie is because I have such a great appreciation for this movie. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a lot older. I was about. I want to say, yeah, I was about like seven. I was about seven or eight when I saw the movie, too. <laughs> I just thought it was so dope. And just the whole, uh, the whole, I don't know, the, the epicness behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, well, let's set the stage. You know, this it came out in 85, so, um, all and, and let me give you points of reference. Um, Karate Kid came out in 84. Um, the Superman movies came out. In like the late the late seven the late seventies to the early eighties, I think the I think Superman three came out in like eighty three. So all of the three those three movies came out before, and the same year Goonies came out in eighty five. And why do I reference all those movies? Because there are points of reference in these move in this movie to all of those that I feel maybe they didn't directly influence this one but it's a it's a sign of the times like i really felt like eddie arcadian um let's call him villain b (laughs) um really took a bite out of out of um out of the lex luther character he he you know he was a balding maniac you know maniacal guy i thought that this white guy he actually played the part even rewatching it. I was like, he played the part really well for what they were asking of him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't he wasn't bad. Um Leroy's little brother, Richie, has a little a chubby white friend, remind me of Chunk from Goonies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And um the movie opens up with a montage of Ty Mac, who is um 
Leroy Green or no Leroy Brown? It's Leroy Green. Leroy Green. Yeah. Leroy Green and um it's a it's a it's a montage of him flexing his skills and then learning from his master a la, you know, Mr. Miyagi. A, a la Mr. Miyagi. That's yeah. why I said there's a relationship there. You know, maybe, you know, they were in production at the same time. They definitely took some notes of the the um the snippiness of their masters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely playing mind games with Leroy Brown. Um and that's what the coldest thing about it was, is that he was such a good teacher that he didn't realize it until the very, very end of the movie. And I thought that's what, like, that's what really, like, now that I'm think, really think, sitting down thinking about it, that's what the coldest part of that whole movie was, is that his master was so ill that he taught him, he taught him a lesson without him realizing that he taught him that <laughs> Yeah, he Miyagi'd him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what movie was that? Crazy's? Crazy something. It was um, uh, Steve. Some, oh, gosh, I forget, forgot the name of that movie. But there's a movie where he's like, "You just miyagi me." <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, now I'm gonna rethink about that movie. But let's get into it. If you haven't seen the movie, Leroy Leroy um, starts the movie in the montage where basically he 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 has learned everything that the t- his master could have taught him told me told him he's his master no more and he sends him he sends him on one last um mission or quest mm-hmm. um so we've we've seen that he has a physical prowess with these martial arts he's he's gifted in this the art of kung fu and he seeks to get the glow. Yep. He, you know, only then will he be the master. Um, <laughs> the master. What about the glow? <laughs> <laughs> we, we see that he's. You know, he's a square. He's a square. He's got no, no real street smarts. He has immersed himself totally in in his martial arts studies. He's very different from. Um, the parents and his little brother that we that he lives with, we we see that that he has standed out. He stood out, and I, I read this I read this article with Chris on Reddit about a theory that that this may have spoken to this may have spoken to that maybe he was a little bit autis- autistic. He was like a little bit on the autism scale. I was like, what? And that kind of made sense, you know, because he was just real. He was really, really good at one particular thing. Yeah, I'm, you know what I mean. And then he, everything else, would just went completely over his head. Yeah, I mean, it, it may have been mild. Like he, he was definitely not catching on emotional cues, emotional cues, like people's what they're focused on. He was not picking them up. And and that there was a definitely naivety mm-hmm. about him, and so when that Reddit article was like, "Hey, he may have been," I was like, "Wow!" It's weird how when you look back at something with other with you know with new eyes, you know I haven't watched this film in, in a long time, so going back and and thinking about it after reading this theory was really amazing. Um, I. I in, thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, my kids enjoyed it too. Going through all of it, it there are so many things that were um, just still funny. <laughs> yeah, there there were. And it's, I don't know that that movie. There was uh, there was something that I actually I, I watched this. It was um, they did uh, 
they did a 10 year anniversary of Enter the Dragon and when you know there were some movie producers in that um that re-release for Enter the Dragon because that movie came out in 73 and they re-released it in 83 in the movie theaters and it was in the movie theater in New York so as they're sitting down they see all these kids all these black um Asian white like all these kids in the movie theater just like reenacting all these like kung fu uh kung fu scenes in the movie while the movie's going on and then like someone brings out a uh, a boombox and they start pop, uh, like popping and stuff and they're like that's it that's a movie right there he's like all these different eth- um, ethnicities we're gonna put that in a movie like cause it, it was and you can even attribute that to like Wu-Tang Clan and you can put that into hip hop cause I thought that was pretty dope cause you know like that that kung fu that kung fu style like kind of trickled its way into the hip hop scene too and I thought that was real real like when you really think about that yeah, I would like to say you attribute. Uh, I want to attribute that movie to some hit, like hip hop elements too, because like well, it got ma- it got made by by Barry, Barry, Barry Gordy, Gordy, who yeah. was who was part of Motown, and, and Motown is part of part of definitely influenced the hip hop generation. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't say that there's no relationship there. Really, when uh, Julius Carey walks in the room into that you're talking about you're talking about the theater the theater, the theater yeah. cent- scene yeah. when Julius Carey walks in the room with his goons looking like half a full force and half a Shalimar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> w- with a Cindy Lopper <laughs> you know um, dressed in his half gee half football half Harlem swag with Converse on Looking like Busta Rhymes' daddy. Yeah, he sure, he sure did. He did. Because you can't say you can't say Busta Rhymes look like look like him because, or you, I mean, you can't say that he looked like Busta Rhymes because he came first. Yeah, he came long before Busta Rhymes was famous. And just thinking back on that scene, like so many, like even Kanye West took that style from him. He took the um the the shades, the shades, yeah, 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 yeah. He did, he did. The stronger, faster Kanye yeah. definitely rocked the Venetian blind shades. Yep. Am he I was, the meanest? Am I the baddest? He's, he, um, I was thinking, showing up is so bad. He is not above. Snatching a little child up out his seat in the middle <laughs> of a sure, theater. He sure did, and nobody said nobody anything. said a damn thing. <laughs> it's okay. Like you could just be a thug. You could just be thugging it up in a movie theater. Who walks into a movie theater and makes a scene? Yeah. Makes an entrance and then a scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sure. They rolled out the carpet for him and everything, pretty much. Yo, sure enough, it was cold. He was cold. I was, that was, he was. I, and a lot of people ask me why he's my favorite uh, like he's my favorite character out of anybody because he was so confident he was so confident in his skills like he was he just knew that who he was, is the baddest <laughs> and the thing that I liked about that is that they brought some black exploitation into that character too like yeah. from that old school like super fly but he like, was the only part that was like that it wasn't it like he brought that in that character but the rest of it wasn't as out there it like, wasn't as flamboyant yeah uh-huh. yeah he he definitely his character brought that mm-hmm. Julius Carey man and and th- that's another sad th- sad part about reading about up about this movie is so many of these characters have died Richie died 
Vanity died. Shonuff died. She died from renal failure at about 50-something. That was um, recently, Rich, too. Yeah, Richie died um, at about 40-something from... Uh, I don't think I don't know what they said when Richie died, but... I think but, he got... I don't remember, actually. I want to say it's cancer or... or I don't remember. Julius Carey, the show enough character, they said died from pancreatic ca- cancer. But it's just so sad to hear about all these people have passed away. But the movie is 32 years old, right? Yeah, 30, 32. 32 years old? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going back. I was surprised... I was surprised how how the music was still hitting, with, ex- girl, with, with the exception of um, Eddie's girlfriend's music. All the rest of it, like when they first showed the Laura, hell? Laura Charles oh, on right. Seventh Heaven, and she was so bad. And she, she so yeah, bad. she knew she was fine, and she's singing little, her little Seventh Heaven song. Yeah. <laughs> she's dropping down from the ceiling, and um, like wait, 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 before part. she before she sings that song. They were playing like Elder Barge, yeah, the Elder rhythm Barge. of the night, and I was like, "Man, that song is still hard." Yeah. <laughs> Man, Elder Barge, Elder Barge knew he could sing. Yeah, he knew he could sing. This was pre-crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Vanity did come down looking like a blue power she ranger. Was bad. She came down looking like a blue power ranger in the. Uh, in and, the... And w- wait. Every single thing that she rocked was sparkly. It was. I just watched it today, so I can tell you with confidence. I was noticing every single thing she rocked sparkled. There was no regular. There was no regular. There was no jeans and a t-shirt. There was no round the way vanity. No. Laura Charles. Everything she wore was sparkly. It was definitely the eighties. That's for sure. Big and- hair, sparkly. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was feeling it. So there was Villain A and Villain B, Eddie Arcadian and Show Enough, both who had it out for Leroy. Yeah, and Leroy. Hey, Leroy. <laughs> my favorite, my one favorite line in that whole entire movie, he's like, he catches bullets with, with his, his teeth? teeth? Like, <laughs> Nigga, please. <laughs> That's my favorite line. That's... Oh, it was. I don't know. He captured so much and just saying, like, and saying Catch that. Catches bullets. Because <laughs> if somebody came up to you and said that to you, <laughs> like, what? You catches bullets with his teeth? Like he had, and he, he had street lore. Like, like, like there were myths about this dude. Um, I, I don't think that they. I don't think that they. Uh, they really approached the lore of, like the the mythical nature of. Bruce Leroy, mm-hmm. you know, you have one kid that says it. I think they could have touched on that more times, so so that the, like they lived it up a little bit more. So you really believed that that kid believed it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they saw it somewhere else. It it doesn't take away from the movie, but I'm I'm just saying, thinking about it in retrospect. Yeah. The other part that blew my mind was when she came out of the um, seventh heaven, and she's walking to the car. She gets into. The the limo for the the first kidnapping attempt, <laughs> mind you, there were like three or four. Um, she gets into a limo and there ain't no tent. I was like, what kind of limo ain't got no tent? Oh, there sure wasn't. No there tent. was no tent on there that sure, window. Sure and was. how do I know? Because I just watched it today. <laughs> but she was giving him the eye the first time she saw him with the straw hat. She do had the straw hat in the full kung fu outfit on. Looking like Kung Fu Kenny. Yeah, Kung Fu Kenny now. <laughs> she was giving him the eye 
from the first time she saw him, she was giving him the eye. She sure was. She got in the limo with the rolled up window with no tent. I'm, I'm like, was that the style in the 80s? I cannot remember. Please, somebody tell me. Was that the style for limos to have no tent? But It was probably for the movie, but now I'm being critical because I'm going back and watching them. <laughs> <laughs> so she gets the first, the first, he thwarts the first kidnapping attempt, and he gets to show his skills, screaming like Bruce Lee every single time. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty terrible. And once he makes sure that she's okay, he's ghost. She's like, yeah, I just don't know what to... Batman. She looks up. Yeah. Batman. <laughs> Gone. Just disappears. And she finds his, um... She finds his medallion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, his... the medallion for his mission. Yep. <laughs> and it, it goes to him like he's... He's like teaching after that. It flashes to him teaching... And we get to meet we get to meet his students. All his class, yeah. And we meet Johnny Yu. And oh Johnny Yu was funny. Johnny Yu was funny. He was like, What are you doing? He's like, I mastered the art of like of, of fighting without knowing how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> and he tries he he tries to flex on him with all his Bruce Lee knowledge. Wah! Being loud and obnoxious and gets kicked upside his head. <laughs> On a side note, ever since I was a little kid, he did remind me of, uh, and that has nothing to do with it, just the way he he looked, it reminded me of Carl. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Family joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was, then we have this, we, we have some parallels here because, because right, we have Johnny Yu is pretending to fight and get kicked in, gets kicked in the head. Then you have Shonuff come into the come into his dojo and threaten him. Yeah, because he was gonna beat beat all the kids. Yeah, he was gonna beat them all up. So rather than fight him, he, he goes to go get to kiss his converse. Yeah, and then you know, he gets kicked in the head. Yeah, he gets kicked right in his mouth in front of his students. In too. front of his students. So that's, that's real, real disrespectful. That's a parallel right there. Yeah, this guy pretended to pre- pretended to fight. And then got kicked in the head, and, the and like, then, uh, and then, right immediately after, their master decides not to fight, and still gets kicked in the head. So I'm like, there's something going on there. There's something going on there. They were trying to show something, mm-hmm. and so now you have Shonuff still doesn't just doesn't respect him, and he's like, we gonna fight. He's still saying, even though he kicked him in the face, he's like, we still gonna fight. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you got to be about that action, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes home. You see the interaction with his family. You're um, you're seeing how wack he is and how square he is compared to his brother. Like his, his brother, brother has style. His, his little is, his little brother gets yeah trying to mack on all the ladies and everything. He said, man, you don't even got a paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> the moves, man. You gotta have some moves. <laughs> Yo, kid has swag. Kid has swag. Um, and he finds out that his brother knows who Laura Charles is, and he figures that Laura Charles probably has knows where what happened to his medallion. So now he's eager to meet this woman. Mm-hmm. He's eager to meet. The, he was like, "Of course you want to meet her. You can't meet her. You don't deserve." To <laughs> he takes him to the to the location, and he sneaks in. 
Little brother sneaks in, leaves him outside, where he sees, this is the ridiculous part, he sees the second second kidnapping attempt. He just so happens to be there. Good Lord, how many times did she get kidnapped? (laughs) Three. Three times? (laughs) No, he he fought off the first time. She actually got kidnapped twice. Okay. So three attempts, twice they actually got her. Ah. So the guy, the his his sidekick guy goes with the in with the clipboard, convinces her that some sound check needs to happen in this truck gets her in the truck and drops his clipboard and what does the clipboard says the clipboard has the villain's name on it yeah. and, what, <laughs> and it says it says Eddie Arcadian Productions so right. he sees her in the truck and guess what he can follow her there so they keep her hostage in the in the place in her place so that they can show her his girlfriend's video mm-hmm. which is terrible That's it was like totally modeled after Cindy Lauper yeah garbage. <laughs> garbage but but the idea is he's manipulating her to get to to so that he can manage her and make money off of her and she stands up to him and says no and then you got Kung Fu Kenny dressed as a ninja <laughs> kicks the door down <laughs> and he's yeah he was using like stars and everything yeah. like ninja stars all that stuff yeah that yeah. And his uh his 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 lackeys his cronies are so inept that one of them picks up a chair and hits another one and knocks the other one out. One of his <laughs> one of his own guys. Of course, Leroy wins. You know he wins and rips his mask off, so now he knows who he is. But he dunks his head in the in the green yeah. the green piranha water. Whatever it is, that piranha. Was and he create creates an enemy. Now him and Eddie are Eddie Arcadian are are enemies for show, for show. <laughs> I, I did write down: Is every one of her outfits sparkly? Because <laughs> I I was noticing that like halfway through, like every single one of her outfits is sparkly. She only realizes when he takes after he saved her. He he goes home with her. She explains to him, oh that he's like I am on a mission. I cannot find. <laughs> why are you talking like that boy <laughs> I wonder how many dudes that asked him though it's like I am looking for my medallion <laughs> oh you mean the thing that looked like a belt buckle she, he's like yes belt yes. buckle because <laughs> like, this whole entire time he really thinks that's like a medallion that his master well, his, his master said it used to belong to Bruce Lee yeah and so like, you know he, he he's out here screaming, fighting people like Bruce Lee. And you know what? Uh, now that I think about it, uh, Kendrick Lamar did take that whole Kung Fu Kenny thing from uh, from The Last Dragon. When I have to really really think about it, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Levels. So, There's yeah. levels. Yeah. There's <laughs> levels to this. Levels to. Um, so this is the part that I want to talk about because this is the part that really cracks me up now. So. She took it knowing she picked it up knowing that it was his, you know, after he disappeared, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I got it, it's right here. She's like, But you gotta promise not to leave after I give it to you. And he did not see any of those signs. Wait, wait, that's that's only the beginning though. Yeah. So he comes back and she put it on a on a um on a ribbon like a metal. Yep. And she's like, So you never forget it. That was forethought. She was throwing it at him. Bad. She was throw. That was like okay. That was the second sign. Only since he got into her house, she put it down. She sat him down, and then she's talking to him. Yeah. And if you look at her face, she's like biting her lip. She's making <laughs> eye contact with him. She sat right there. She's right leaning to, yeah. in. She giving him 
all the signs. And he, what does he do? Oh, he trips over a stool. He trips over a stool and leaves. Um, I think she leaned in and he stood up and was like, I, I must I must go. And he said some parable about the cock crows in the morning. And she said, cock? What? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, she was definitely... She wanted to give him some. That's oh, that's what it was. She said... She said, you thirsty? That's when he got up. (laughs) I was dying. I know the kids didn't get that, but I was like, she is throwing this at him. Boy. And she threw him an alley-oop and he couldn't finish. Mm, Totally, totally clueless. I, I was weak when she bit her lip, though. When she was biting on her lip, I was like, dang, girl. She's like, that would, yeah, as soon as that, that was, that's a... That's a sign for me to go ahead and knock it out the park. <laughs> for me. Knock it out the park, Chris. Yeah. Knock it out. Knock, 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 knock. Well, I might hit three or four of them. <laughs> I see all those signs Bruce, Bruce Leroy was getting. And um, so it, we split out that. He runs out the door, trips. And then the next thing we see is we see... Um, we see... Uh, Shonuff comes to the... To, he takes his pizza over to Uncle Joe's pizza. No, <laughs> <laughs> yo, the kids were cracking up at that line. Just Take move, your, your, move your pizza. Move your pizza. <laughs> you know, he 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 proceeds to um, ask where Leroy is, and he said, "What? Oh, 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 that's me. <laughs> he said, Not you. I'm talking about this sucker that think he." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh you mean Junior?" <laughs> He's like, Junior? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah junior. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If I did know, I don't know if I would tell you. <laughs> that's when he, that's when he said, give Junior a message. Tell him when he wasn't here, I was all broken up about it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's proceeded he slams, to... He messes this whole place up. Yeah. He dumps his little brother. He punks his whole family. Dumps his brother in the Yo, Richie. Richie threatens Shonuff and Show. He did. He stood he did. up to him. He yo, did stand up to him. Yo, to tell the truth, Richie a real one. He's a rod. Get yourself a Richie or a rod. Yeah. <laughs> but he uh he de- he did get DJ Jazzy Jeff right into a trash can. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. And he came back, uh, Leroy, came, Leroy came back, Junior came back, only to find the mess. Oh, and, and um, there, was, there was some cool things about that, too, is that, like, I think that was a part of him finding his glow, is Lashonuff pushing his button and doing that, because yeah. his brother called him a coward, his whole family looked at him yeah. crazy, Yeah, he and said, that, was the, that was the thing that was ringing, because the next scene is where he goes to the dojo. And wait, he's, b- before he goes to the dojo is the interaction, don't skip over the interaction with his brother. Because oh, he, yeah. he, he did call him a coward. He said, what good is, is all that kung fu yep. if you ain't going to use it? And then he said, go meditate on that. Yep. And, and it said, cuts the scene, and yes, it goes right to it. He goes to work. Yep, he goes to work right after that. And the thing that keeps on ringing in his head is coward, coward. And that's his family saying that. And that one ring, like, and he was absolutely right. What is, what is... Like I mean, a true martial artist, they use their um, their martial art to defend themselves and everything. And this whole throughout the whole entire movie, Leroy's getting punked. He's getting punked by Shona. He's not using it. Yeah, he's not using it when he's when he has this uh, 
this this Harlem, all of Harlem talks about him. Apparently, that he's just a man. That he's Bruce Leroy. Yeah, my question is: is what did he do to earn that? Exactly. That, that's why. That's why I say that there is a deeper. There's something deeper here that 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 the director could have gotten into. Is how did he earn that myth? He obviously didn't catch the bullets with his teeth before he got the glow. He he likely didn't do that before, but he did something to to for people to make up. There's a like one part truth. They always say with the myth. Mm-hmm. There's always one part truth, so I, I I would be curious. Like I would read the graphic novel of the prequel to Last Dragon, that right? Be, yeah, that would be right. Dope. That would be dope. But um, I heard somewhere that they might do an animated uh, animated one. Really? Yeah, I heard that they might do an animated series or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I I heard that. I heard so so before he can leave the um the the dojo he's he's like he's pissed and in walks Laura Childs yep. and she's like she's continuing oh, yo, she's, she's oh, wait wait I forgot about she this was whole scene. she was throwing it at him before but now she's <laughs> delivering it right to his doorstep like hey you forgot something yeah like, <laughs> you forgot oh, she's like he's like I am no master well you sound like like a master no. Yo, that was the line for real. She was like, I need someone. I think I need a to body. hire a bodyguard. Yo. I need someone to guard my body. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> she, she was like, come and get it. Listen, Leroy, it's right here for you. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, the only thing she didn't do is show it to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's because they didn't have cell phones there. <laughs> <laughs> they did not. They did not. Oh, man. Yeah, that was pretty funny. She's like, um, he was, his, his, Johnny Yu walked in and introduced himself. It was like, it was all like. Starstruck. And yeah. Everything. He's like, you're, you're, just, you're, you're Lord Charles. Laura Charles was happy to see me. <laughs> Laura Charles happy to see me. Oh. <laughs> but she was still open. She's like, let me know if you change your mind with the little head wagging. Let me know if you change your yeah, mind. Yeah, and Bruce Leroy did not show her any interest in her whatsoever. Not until he talked to his, uh, his little brother. No, no, no. Not and he didn't show any interest in in her until and we haven't gotten to that part uh, until she took an interest in him even further and um, before we before we get to that part Eddie's girlfriend tried to warn him tried to warn him of and what Johnny was, yeah Johnny tried, was there and Johnny was there and in the midst of all that. Eddie goes and hires some thugs and tries to hire Shonuff, and Shonuff doesn't want any of the money. He just wants to, somebody to facilitate getting Leroy there because he can't. He hasn't been able to incite um, Leroy to have that all-out battle. He wants the battle. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to win, and I need him. I need somebody to get involved. Um, so what ends up happening is. He gets up the nerve to go back and talk to her, and she goes and gets her car and goes and dresses up just like him, because he had like she really? yeah, because he had a black one on, yeah. and then she goes gets a sparkly one on, 
the same kind, same kind For of real? yes, yes. Oh, subconscious. You know what's that's funny? the that's yeah. levels. That's, that's levels. We talked about this. That's yeah. levels. She was that's, like, that's I, a, um, what is that movie with Will Smith, um, where he's uh, like a con artist? Um, what is it called? Um, focus. 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 When he's all like, yeah, when the girl starts mimicking you and starts. Uh, Doing all your motions just like you, you got her. I was like, yo, yo, that, that, this is this is exactly that. This is exactly that. Yeah. So, so what does she do? He comes back, and this is like the third time in the movie. I was counting this too. Third time in the movie where someone goes, stop, wait here, don't move, don't move. Yeah. So she goes and she gets her car and she changes her clothes and she's got the same kind of collared shirt as him, except for his is black and hers is all nice and sparkly. So she says she's taking him somewhere, and they're getting the conversation of, he was like, I have this friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have this friend, and he has a problem. <laughs> he, he doesn't even have a paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has no moves. He has no moves. <laughs> so at this point, she takes him back to the studio, to 7th Avenue. Yep. And then she shows him the, this montage. The Bruce Lee montage. Yeah, it's like Fists of Fury. It's playing the glow in the background. It plays Enter the... I think there's some clips of Enter, Enter the, the Dragon. Yep. Um, they're spliced in. And, and um, she's she has put this together or orchestrated it for him based on what she knows his interests are. She's took a look at him. She knows he loves Bruce Lee. She she done her homework. Yeah. The girl Between the last time she saw him... And the time that he comes to the house, she did her homework. She had this on ready. She had. She's yeah, like, I got a show. I got resources. She had JJ William H Macy in the back, putting the, chopping yeah. it up, <laughs> chopping it up for her so she can get her vitamins. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of vitamins you say? You can fill yeah. in that blank yourself. <laughs> um, but here we go. What you were just saying. She's now mimicking him. And the way that she dressed and setting the situation up because she knew it would be something that he enjoyed. He's now miming all of the kung fu moves because he's so excited to see what he loves. Mm -hmm. And she is happy to have brought that to him. And you could see it in their energy together. She's just like hovering around him, close enough to touch him, but not touching him yet. Just smiling that he's smiling. She's staring at him. He doesn't even see her yet. He does not look at her until Bruce Lee kisses that girl. No, 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 no. She kissed him right before that. They should, she, she kissed him right before that. I just watched it. Today. She kissed him right before that. And when he pulled back, he saw he saw Bruce Lee kissing the girl. And then he went in for himself. She kissed him, and then oh, he came and kissed. Yeah, yeah, he came yeah, and yeah. kissed her to to match yeah. what Bruce Lee did. That's so <laughs> it's a small it's a small detail, but it makes a difference. He's like, "Oh, Bruce does it. He's I'm like, gonna give me some too." <laughs> <laughs> this one, this is how Bruce do it. Yeah. But I, I actually love that scene. I love that scene because it says so much, and there weren't a lot lot of words. Um, it says so much about the story, and there weren't a lot of words said in that scene. He's just watching, and she's watching him. So they're just like. Hovering around each other yeah, until was. she finally kisses him, and then Richie was peeking. Oh, like, <laughs> he's like, "Get your hands off my woman!" <laughs> yeah, he sure. No, was. he didn't. He didn't break it up. No, he. he oh, he, that was okay. That's okay. the next scene. Yeah, yeah. He realizes that the Chinese Connection movie 
was, that was, that was, was how he how he sneaks into some some, some dumb goy. <laughs> Even my kids were like, ha, 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 some dumb goy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> Well, I think that that little that little nugget, even the master when he first said it to him, was kind of chuckling at him. Uh-huh. I think that it it still speaks to that little that little detail from this Reddit. Like he might have been, like it really makes you look at it thinking about that in your back. Like he might have been on the edge of that autism scale, and that's he the might. reason why he wasn't picking up on these cues. I don't think. Yeah, I I think you're you're pro- that probably is right. That probably is right. It makes sense now. It does. I'm yeah, because I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna go watch it and be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't lie, you watching it tonight? Yeah, you, you, you know you watching it tonight. Yeah, you got the DVD. You can skip through some parts, but yeah, I um, she was open. She was so open. She, she went was. for hers. She went for her. She was, you know, she's a boss. She had her own show. She's like, I'm gonna get me some Leroy. Yeah, planting her lips on him. And then she's like, when he slipped out because of the, the Chinese connection, she was all, thanks a lot, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> then he just narrowly misses. He got, he was there for two kidnappings, but he left for the third one. Yeah, and a- that's where Richie's just like, leave my woman alone. And gets his butt kidnapped too. <laughs> and that's what um, leads him to... Leads him to go figure out that the master doesn't really exist. It's just a computer. That's a pretty funny scene. Yeah, that one is pretty funny. Yeah. It's it's pretty silly. You have to watch that one. But um, it leads up to the climax where oh uh, let me let me touch on something real real quick because I didn't really notice it because the one thing that they wanted to like in this movie like that the director wanted to bring to life was that. Like at that time in Harlem, or in just in New York in general, everybody, every like everybody was trying to be something else. Like you have a black guy who's trying to be Asian and be like Bruce Lee, and then you have these Asian guys who are trying to be like the homeboys down the block. Yeah, yeah, the break dancing. And yeah, so. exactly. And then like it was just interesting to see that dynamic and for it to play out in that scene. Well, yeah, if you think about it, this gangster, this jukebox, jukebox. Um, well, I'm sure, like, jukebox millionaire gangster dude is trying to get into a legitimate business um, with the management. So he's not who he really is. He doesn't realize who he's really... Even his dad, even his dad is a black man with the pizza parlor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even his little brother is a little kid trying to do grown-up things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's definitely... Man, I didn't think about that one. Yeah. You have everybody is trying to be something that they're not. Yep. Wow. And and that was, like, that was the irony behind the whole entire movie. Is that you have all these different cultures and they're trying to be something that they're... That society doesn't deem, like, what you should be. But And I thought that that was pretty cool, you know? And and you know what? That that guy's... The guy that did that... um, I forgot his name. Michael something. Um... He did Car Wash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did, did Car he did Wash. Car Wash, the original one. He's he's directed a bunch of episodes of Blackish, mm-hmm. and a bunch of episodes of Arrow. Okay. And Chuck, you remember Chuck? No, I never. I don't remember that one. Chuck no. was uh, a guy who worked at basically Best Buy that ended up being becoming a spy. <laughs> it was on NBC. 
but he produced. I was like, I was looking at his at his resume. I was like, oh, and he's still doing it. He's still oh, doing. Wow. It. I mean, if obviously if he's doing Blackish and and Blackish is dope. Blackish and current seasons of current seasons of Arrow. I mean, oh, wow. the dude's still working, still yeah. out there. So, um, that's deep. I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. The people challenge well, changing themselves. Um, and I'm still laughing about William H Macy's little part. Like he had like probably like ten lines. <laughs> yeah, it was and he's huge right now too. He has shameless and all that stuff. Now he's the man. Yeah. He, he got checks on checks on checks. Um, the funny part was when he's deciding that he's going to go and get get her. He's going to go get Laura. And he's putting his ninja stuff back on. Oh, yeah. And, and Johnny was like, if you're going, I'm coming with you. And he was like, all right, then. <laughs> and he was like, for real? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you need a weapon? You going to fight with your hands? He was like, yeah, I need a weapon. And they locked this boy. He locked his homeboy in the, in the, in the weapons locker. I was like, that's foul. The thing, the thing that's funny about the next scenes coming up is that that's like, um, you remember that video game, Double Dragon? Yo, it totally felt like yeah, a video game. For real. Yeah, you had all the goons and everything yes. in there, and then you had the... No, no I, I said that when we were watching it. I was like, I said the mon, the monologues and the, the standing up of Eddie Arcadian, I was like, this guy is like every video game villain. Yeah. Like, from here on out. Like, mm-hmm. you, you have to say, like, he fit that model very, very well. Yeah, that, and his little... Yeah, yeah. I I I co-signed what you just said. Yeah, that one. That's what that's that's what tripped me out because I rewatched it. I was like, man, this could be like a Double Dragon uh, video game right here. I used to love Double Dragon too. That's that's deep. Yeah, that's deep. Um, yeah, and and you know, then they they have the scene where he comes in. He gets busy. You know, he does some kicks. We see Ernie Ray's Junior. The dude, the dude has been in like everything. He was yeah. probably like ten. In this movie, yeah. and this was one of his first. We we were we looked on IMDb, and this was one of his first spots. And he oh. went he went on. Also, shout out to Rudy Huxtable too, because she was on this. Yeah, yeah, Keisha Keisha, Keisha was yeah. in it too. She was in that was her first movie. Ever. Her her little bit part. She had a little bit part in there. I forgot what her name was in there, but they she does she does get IMDb credits for yeah. being in the Last Dragon. I'm sure it was the the Barry Gordy connect. Cosby probably hooked her up. Yeah. It was like connected dots there I was laughing because there's a white Mr. T in the movie oh, yeah. sure was he, he bit the uh, the nunchucks no no, no that was a different guy that, that, was, that was that was a different guy you didn't see the white Mr. T until um, just before he ran out and chased uh, Laura Charles and the sidekick in Eddie, Eddie Arcadian huh I'm gonna really have to go back and yeah watch I was like they got a white Mr. T Look, <laughs> looking like Santa Claus and Mr. T brother <laughs> <laughs> oh that was pretty funny it, but it did it the, that I would have to say that the the ending feel the climax really did have a video game feel to it so this is where we get into we're, we're, we're getting into the final scene the final fighting scene where he's drug he's he's basically chasing them into this building where he's going to end up fighting Shonuff so um his, his Shonuff's outfit on the last all scene red. was so dope that was the and it had the, the tiger that went down yeah, the side all too. red gi I, I wrote oh, that down too God. like this I was like this he he goes and locks his brother in a cage, and then he goes to fight a man in a red gi 
with a football with football shoulder pads underneath it, and, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. a half a tiger on his shoulder. <laughs> that was so yeah. That was the dopest gi I've ever seen. That was so dope. And he proceeds to have this flurry of punches at um. No, that, and that line or the line that he said, he said because uh, in the movie theater, he's um. Um, Bruce Leroy had said something to him. He had said something to him about uh, his hands, and he was all like. I got something real for your ass in these hands right here. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that was like his, that was the first thing he said to him when he walked into that uh, abandoned garage. Really? Mm-hmm. And he said, come on, Leroy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just so funny, like the opening scene when they first, like, like they really start fighting, it's like, Leroy like gives him this like flurry of punches like straight to his face and then he, he, he fixes his hair. Yeah, Shona fixes his hair. He gives the tiger claws and proceeds to kick him in the head again. <laughs> like, I thought he was about to punch him. He's like, ah, and pow, he kicked him in the head. I was like, dang. And he, he, no, he kicked him through the wall. That's what it was. Yeah. He kicked him through the wall. That's what it was. And, um, you know, they go at it. They go, they go at it and go back and forth until Leroy finally kicks him th- into a room and through a doorway yeah, into a room. And you and think he's, it's done. You, you think, think he's knocked out. It's yeah. like, wow, well, that was over quick. And he turns around. It's just a stain on the ground. That's what true. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. And, and he goes, hey, Leroy! <laughs> <laughs> the voice just came out of nowhere. It was like, where is that, where is that thing coming from? Oh, man. And what do you know? Show enough, unlock that glow. Yep, he sure did. He, yeah, um, I wonder how he got his glow. That would be a cool side story too. Yeah, I'm, cu- I'm curious on what unlocked his glow. Like what? Because you know, he's or maybe it was all that self confidence that he had. He's like, who's the baddest? Show enough. Like, like he talked himself up. Exactly, he talked himself into his spiritual that glow. pressure had gotten to a serious level <laughs> to where you could actually visually see it. Because <laughs> he was giving Leroy the, the business for a, for a minute. He was giving him the hands for a good, like, for a cool 30, like, 30 seconds. Kicking him off seconds. platforms yeah. and jumping down yeah. and falling, <laughs> kicking off, off another something. <laughs> and from, yeah, I mean, I, I'm smoothing over all of those, th- all those details. So, eventually, he tries to enjoy it. Eddie's, Eddie's like, Screaming at him to just kill him already, you know he just wants him dead. He wants him out of his life. Mm-hmm. Eddie Arcadian is pretty sick, sick puppy. But but their motivations are totally different. Eddie's you know villain A and villain B. You know Eddie Arcadian wants him dead because he wants him out of the way because he he crossed him. But he, Bruce Shonoff doesn't want to kill him. He just wants him to say that he's the ma- that he's the baddest one around town. He wants to prove his dominance, yeah. and he can't prove his dominance if he's not fighting him. And he wants the verbal confirmation, and he's not going to quit until because because he could have killed him. He could have killed him if he really wanted him dead, but that's not what he was about. So there has to have been, even though even though Shonoff was despicable. There was some semblance of honor. He felt like he probably felt like he couldn't get the joy if he killed him. He'd only get it from from getting him to finally give in and and surrender, essentially surrender, and say you are the best. Mm-hmm. 
And that's where we get another montage where he goes back over all those things. Yeah. Sure look like a master to me. Yeah. Only then. Only then <laughs> will you find the master. <laughs> you know, and he and like that and it went so over his head when his master was talking to him about that on unlocking the glow. Because he told him. He told him how to find the glow. Like how to find the master. And In the one place that you haven't looked. <laughs> Like, he, he broke everything down to him. It just went over his head so hard that, he, like... He broke it down to a science. And the, the... I mean, that master was ill. Like, you could definitely go back and, like, probably follow that master and get another story out of this. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily... Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't really want to see another story about... About Shonuff and Leroy because, one, Shonuff's dead... Mm-hmm. And Vanity's dead. I wouldn't want to mess with that. But you could take this lore and see how it got passed on to somebody else. And do cool. like a next generation. Do like the Boruto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do like the Boruto version of it. You know, yeah. like it's a next generation. It's been long enough. It's been long enough that there wouldn't be a lot of characters that would, um, that would still be around and and be relevant in in it. Maybe Time Mac could play the master this time, right? That would right. Be dope. Time Mac is the master this yeah. time. Yeah. He runs into Harlem. He runs into Luke Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what up? <laughs> that would be dope. Yeah. <laughs> that would be dope. So we have we have shown up threatening his life. He's trying to drown him just so that he will, or he's threatening him with drowning. By, by dunking his head in the water, and then he has the realization. All of a sudden, Timac Leroy's got the glow. He's got the yellow glow. Shonov's got the red glow, and every time they touch, it's blue. The first ever uh, recorded history of a black Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't think about that. Was Bruce Leroy? <laughs> yeah, and and so they have. They have this look on Shonuff's face where he's shocked. He's shocked. He catches his fist and almost... It looks like he's about to break his hand. Ah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go, Leroy. Let me go. <laughs> and, and, and then... So then you know it's on. You know it's on. He beats he beats up um, Shonuff. Doesn't... He, he kicks him into a, a pool of water... He could let him drown, but he leads he leans him out of the pool so that he doesn't drown because Leroy's not about that life. He's not a murderer. Yeah. Eddie Eddie ain't having that, so he pulls out the toolie <laughs> <laughs> and he squeezes one off on Leroy. <laughs> he does a three sixty everything. <laughs> Catches bullets with, with his the- teeth, and this is where we want to go back to the Reddit the Reddit theory. So. So the the Reddit theory that was referencing um, that he may have been on the autism scale says, and this is what I found pretty damn interesting, and I watched, I rewatched it today with this in my head. At that moment that Eddie Arcadian shot him with the bullets, he didn't actually catch the bullet with his teeth. He actually got murdered. Yeah. He actually got murdered, and and he cites some good points. He's like magically. Immediately after he's captured, um, he's ca- I mean, immediately after he's captured, Eddie, the police arrives. 
There were no cell phones. How did the police get there so quickly? They just yeah. met, they didn't ask no questions, and then they get to the they get back to the club. Everybody's dressed in white, and it's like I know that this this club this dance club show was called Seventh Heaven, but everybody's dressed in white though. Exactly, and it's like, like why is everybody dressed in white. Why would that happen? And then there's the funny scene at the end where he's trying to yell at her. And and everybody quiets down just for him. And he's like, could you teach me some moves? <laughs> and everybody laughs. Everybody does. And it doesn't make sense that everybody laughs. It's like, are you laughing at him because he yelled that you heard what he said? Or or they're saying, is it because they're all part of they're all part of heaven and they're in on the joke. Every single one of them died. That yeah, be cra- that would be cra- actually that would make sense if all of them died. Yeah, and what if those thugs really killed all those kids? You know, they really murdered them all. It does make it kind of dark, but it also is a weird twist to the story. It would be like, uh, what was what was any any M Night Shyamalan movie yeah. <laughs> where yeah. you know you like you find out like oh he was dead the whole time right. this is the retelling of the story in heaven like that makes this movie so much more interesting to me like thinking about that little tiny twist in it I'm like oh maybe he didn't intend it and it's and we're just picking up on all kinds of cues that were unintended but I don't care it's kind of interesting that is, that is pretty interesting that's a trip. Yeah, cause yeah, that was that's the truth. But I love that. I love that. Could you teach me some moves? I love that he was a square. It does speak to the overarching theory is is for the for the movie is the power is within you. You need to trust yourself. Yeah. You need to look inside yourself. Um, really depend on the things that you worked for. He's He oh, worked for all those levels. Exactly. Oh, man. And I have to shout out a boxer, by the way, because he walked out to the glow. Who? Oh, Terrence Crawford walked out to the glow. No! It was the dopest thing. The dopest thing that I've ever seen anyone walk out to. Yo, I can, I'll, I'll have to show you right afterwards. Wait, wait. Low-key, low low key, I, I kind of want to just go buy the last... I just bought the last dragon uh, on today, digitally, and I kind of want to go back and buy the the soundtrack right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I low key want to. I want to know if if um if the rhythm of the night is on it. I, I might it just is. buy it just it for is. the. It is. It is because I got the soundtrack. Oh, he already got. He low key already got. It. <laughs> I, I kind of want to get because just for that song, it's worth it. Uh, every other song on that album could be trash, but rhythm of the night might make it worth it. Ten bucks. Ten bucks for just rhythm of the night. Oh, and I, you know what's funny is I was like watching the special features on there, and they were saying that I, I think they had said that that was the first time they ever premiered that song. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the first time they ever premiered it. Was you know it what? That would not surprise me. Yeah, man, tw- there are some geniuses. And that is extreme because yeah, Barry Gordy is real, real smart. If that's how they premiered the. That song? That's crazy. Because, uh, you know, everybody would be talking about it. That's a good for way. Sure. That's for a, sure, for sure. That's a good way to promote the movie and a good way to promote some music. Like, yo, did you see the Elder Bars? They got that new song. That was levels because we were not really promoting. There wasn't a lot of product placement inside of 
movies outside of songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of songs. So that was Barry Gordy, next level. He's that next level thought process. The, really. the only thing, the only um, thing I can compare that to is like Rick Ross and uh, Suicide Squad. Because they, they had, he had Jared Leto in his uh, music video and everything. Yeah. And I thought that was dope. I, I, was I like, remember yeah. that. I remember that. Yeah. Dang. Oh, man. This was this has been a really good episode. I had a, a ton of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how, how soon we, um, we're going to do another uh, movie episode. But this has been really, really fun. If you liked it, please hit us up on IG. Um, tell us, hit some, hit us up with the comments. Tell, start, comment, yeah. retweet. We can start a movement with this, man. Just start like they need to redo that, or not redo it, but do a sequel or a, or something like a second generation. I mean, we, yeah, we need like a six, second generation or, or a spinoff. I wanna, I wanna go. I want to understand the glow more. Exactly. Like, I want to see other people expand it. Like, what if there was just a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of people who had the glow? You know what I mean? Let's let's talk about let's think about it this way. This is the last Ender, Airbender. I want to see the Korra. <laughs> I want to see the Korra version of the Last Dragon. Oh, so the dope. Last Dragon, the Last Airbender, Korra. Yes, because Korra was bad. She was bad too. She was dope. Yeah, that would be cool. Just to that's see. the twist. And you and you keep on just hearing about Shonuff and Bruce Leroy is like the legendary. myth. Yeah, yeah you'll myth. hear about the myth and the legend. See, yeah. we gonna mess around. We are gonna write it ourselves. Right. Oh man, yeah, that w- that would be extremely. Uh, I would, yeah, re retweet it, put it, share it on Instagram, all that, because this, I would really like to see a, a a second one, a second telling of it, if someone, and you know who who would be well, I mean, it's kind of cliche because he's doing uh, Black Panther right now, but yeah. I think that would be, if he redid it, that would be pretty dope. Chadwick, yeah, or no, 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 not Ch- well, that would be dope too. But I'm Michael saying. The director, yeah. Oh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. You want to see Ryan Coogler direct The Last <laughs> Dragon too? Yes, that would be... Or Return of the Dragon. Yep. Uh, the Young Dragon. That would uh, be... uh, Let me work on that one. I'm sorry, that was, those were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dope. So this is our bonus, ep- our first bonus episode. I hope that y'all had some fun, had some laughs with us. Um, please share, subscribe, retweet, let us know, give us some comments. If you had some fun with us, got any other comments? Man, um, no, I had a lot of fun re- recording this one because this is like this is a childhood movie that I hold real near and dear to my heart. So, like, and the, another thing, another reason why I thought it was like so important to do this uh, this episode is because, like, for Black folks, folks in general, we don't have that like that Bruce. Like, we don't have too many of those Bruce Leroy's and those superheroes and those like those legendary characters you know what I mean so mm-hmm. when we have like a Bruce Leroy or when we have someone like uh, uh, Chadwick do uh, Black Panther that's like that's huge yeah you know what I mean and we're both black and native so it speaks of like even when we have like one of our people show up in the Magnificent Seven like that's a big deal you know cause he's yeah. from Alaska too and yeah. he's clinking just like us so I think like it was this having this episode was real important cause like we don't have those. We don't have like Clark, like Clark Kent. You know, like Bruce Leroy yeah. is our Clark Kent, and you know Luke Cage is our 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 Superman, and 
Same with Black Panther. So I thought this was dope to do. Yeah, we got to continue to big up our our heroes, the people we want to see. Yeah, and if you don't, and like, um, if you don't see movies like that, you know, if you don't go out and support movies like that, they'll stop making movies like it because it's, yep. you know what I mean. We so, vote with our dollars, so go buy it. Go yeah. buy Last Dragon. I mean, who knows? You might we we might get a sequel because I think that's dope. Just to have like. Even if we just have another film with people of color in it, because you don't see too many out there, like, to this day, and it's 2017, you know, it's just, I think, I think this was a dope episode, uh, and if we get any listens, or, you know, if we get our, our usual listens, or more listens, I think that's going to be even more dope to me, so I appreciate it. All right, y'all, have a good one.